Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Pardon Will Podcast. Um, doing another pop art review this week of the continuation of what I've already been doing, um, Loki. But before we get into Loki, um, I figured I'd just talk to you guys a little bit because I did realize my last week um, when I reviewed Loki. Oh, by the, I'm by myself again this week. Um, was gonna have Jeff come back, but timing didn't work out. Um, really kind of missing Jeff or Matt. Uh, Matt is uh, another guy who did podcasts similar to this with. Um, kind of, kind of missing people. Um, not a huge fan of talking to myself, so I'm gonna pretend like I'm talking to you, the person listening. Um, you can't really respond, but uh, you can, and maybe I'll just answer randomly, like, "Oh, what was that? Oh no, that's a really good idea." Stuff like that. No, that's God. That makes me sound even more crazy than me just talking to myself into a microphone. Um, anyway, I am back. Sorry for that little bit of a rant, but you know what? That's what you come here for. Um, that and um, really interesting interviews with artists and creative people. Um, haven't done one of those in a minute. And again, not bad. People are busy. And I'm busy um, trying to orchestrate that. And my honestly, my time, my time schedule is a little wonky right now. And so trying to nail down people to sit down and, and talk to on the phone is is honestly it's my fault it's just straight confession it's my fault um for not making the time and not prioritizing it properly but it's coming don't give up don't lose hope on me yet i'm giving 110 percent. i'm bringing you reviews of loki um and i plan on i think i don't know when does black widow come out next week sometime i plan on reviewing black widow as well maybe i'll do a two-part um next week if it, i don't know what day it comes i don't even know what day it is today um either way uh, i'll figure it out and whenever i'll do a loki and a black widow and maybe i'll have a guest and it won't be just me talking to you um but you know what here's a something i'll tell you a little bit about something that i um i've i've uh, i've kind of picked up a weird new obsession i almost said addiction but it's really like an obsession it's just something that's very uh interesting to me and so i've known about this app i'll, I'll talk to you guys about it a little bit so there's this app called clubhouse and i've known about this app for a little bit because there's some people's podcasts i listen to and they were on clubhouse and they would have discussions so i'm for those who don't know i'm going to try to break it down in the smallest sound bite as possible um clubhouse is basically an app that's very similar to um a, a online forum like a reddit forum where um, someone opens up a room and they, uh, you know, pose a question and they have a topic and then people just come in and, uh, are able to like talk through text, like on a writing form, like, Hey, this is what I think about this topic. But instead of it being writing, it's audio only. And so you have a, a, a million different rooms cause there's so many people on this thing who start up a room of just being like, Hey, um, you know, here's a room about, uh, starting off as an entrepreneur or, Here's a, I'm, I'm a part of a bunch of libertarian rooms sort of like, well, what, you know, what, what does everyone think about, you know, this particular event or this particular law? And, uh, basically what is you go in the room and, uh, there's some moderators there and either they're just talking and they, they can open up the floor to anyone in the room. You can ask to go up on stage or is what they call it. Um, or you can just sit there in the audience and listen. So it's almost like peering in on, um, a multiple way phone call and just getting to listen to people's responses, listen to people's opinions and stuff like that. Um, it sounds super boring now that I'm saying it out loud, but if you're like me and you listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of times in the day, I'll listen to podcasts where people have multiple, you know, it's not just one person talking like I am now. Um, they're far more interesting than this. And so there's people that are sitting around and they talk to each other and you ever had like a thought like, Oh, I have something to say about that. Oh, Oh, that's really interesting here would be the question i would ask well that's basically what it is it's like podcasts come to life and and i know you can like type in on comments on youtube and and shows and be like here's what i think but this is actually really cool because you can enter into a dialogue with the people who are talking um, not all the time do they let people um join in and talk but on the some of the smaller rooms it's very much encouraged for you to get up and, and speak your opinion so anyway <coughs> clubhouse has been um, my newest obsession, I have enjoyed it immensely. There are some really cool, really in-depth, very, um, a lot of philosophical conversations, a lot of, um, people that come there, you really have to want to in, uh, you really, I mean, a lot of times I've, I've been in some rooms where there was just kind of chit chatting and, and, and kind of just 
shooting the breeze or whatever. But a lot of them, people are posing some real interesting questions and you get to hear some real interesting responses. Um, and it's really something it's, it's, I don't know. I'm trying to say this. I'm trying to sell this app for some reason, like they're giving me money or something, but, um, no, it's just really cool. I just, I really enjoyed it. I've gotten to go up there and, and talk and, and ask questions and, and say my piece. And, um, a lot of people are, are I mean, all the groups that I've been up, they're super, oh, one of them, I got to read a poem that I wrote. Um, one of the moderators was a, was a poet. And so we went tit for tat when it came to poems. And so we ran them back and it's, it's stuff like that. So it's almost like a new community. And if you, you know, you're doing something like the other day, I was listening in while I was grilling. So it's not like I had to watch. It wasn't also a phone call. So if I didn't really feel like I don't have to say anything, I don't have to jump in and say something. I don't have to participate if I don't want, I could just listen. Um, and then if you want to, you can. And so it's, it's, um, it's pretty cool. People can get vicious on that, on that thing. I haven't been in a ton of rooms. I've been in a few where it gets a little out of hand and that's really up to the moderators of the room to be like, Hey, you know, you know, a lot of them have a rule with, there's only one mic on at a time, which I think it's, I don't know if they mute everybody and just leave one mic. I think it's kind of an honorary system. Like if someone's talking, you don't say anything until that person's done. Um, so for the most part, the, the rooms I've been in are, um, are there's a it's a room full of adults so everyone's pretty peaceful um it does get a little out of hand um but you know what and i actually was thinking about this and so i'm going to talk to you guys about it since i don't have a guest this week one of the things that always seems to bug me um not bug me but just something that i guess it's just not focused on enough and i know people uh, i mean the past year that we've had and and just how times are so difficult and so trying and, and really kind of put people in a weird stress mode and, and people are feeling their um, their emotions a little bit more on the sleeve, I think. Um, or maybe it's always been like this and I've just been absent, like I just haven't paid attention. Um, and that's one of the things I really try to do is one of the reasons why I have the podcast is I've, I'm, I'm very interested on how people think, how people perceive and how they manage their life and, and how they walk through this world Um and, and do so successfully like that's why that's really what the podcast is I'm, I'm highly interested in people i should have been like a psychologist or something i'm highly interested in people and what makes them tick um that stuff um ignites my brain like i love that especially if they're different than me if they have a different of opinion a difference of opinion or a different outlook on life i'm very curious about that um not saying that i automatically agree i'm, I'm very actually i have a very strong opinion on most things um, well, I say most things, not really. I have a very broad opinion. I have a very strong, broad opinion over most things. So meaning like if it's a in particular topic of being like, what's your favorite waffles? I don't, I don't have an opinion on that. I don't, not, a, but my broad opinion would be, I'm not a big fan of, well, that's a lie. I'm not a big fan of pancakes. Um, definitely like waffles more than pancakes, but the last time I had a waffle was like four years ago. So obviously I'm not that big of a fan of those either. So that would be my broad opinion, being like, well, you know, it's not really any of my concern. I'm not sure if it matters if it's my concern or not. Um, but man, oh, what a rabbit trail. What I've noticed is a lot of people get really mad when it comes to people's opinions. And so I wanted, actually wanted to say something to everyone listening. And I don't know if you've heard this or not. This might be a revelation or it might just be something you knew all along. Just a heads up. If you're going through this life thinking that you need to know or at least have a stance on every opinion out there um you don't I, I don't know if anyone's ever told you that it's totally okay to not have an opinion even on important topics i know people are like well if you don't say something then you haven't you know this this affects you too you should be involved i get that i totally get that um here's the thing everything affects everyone in some form or fashion because it affects someone or affects something that they're in proximity we're all in this reality so yes it's important to have some idea of the reality around you. Is it important for you to have enough of an idea to form an, an opinion that can be weighed against and weighed upon? Probably not. Some, I mean, a lot of people feel like opinions are something there um, that that's a some kind of a weird power source or something. Like it, it defines you. Um, and, and you're not your ideas. I mean, we're going, we're going, I mean, if we're going to, follow this rabbit hole let's just keep going so number one um it's okay to not have opinions so the reason why it's okay to not have an opinion on everything 
is because opinions are ideas and they're built on experience. They're built on um, understanding, education. They're built on um, personal I mean, I said experience, but really personal. You know that thing everyone says, like, this is my truth. Number one, friggin' hate that. Um, that needs to end pretty quick uh, because the idea of this is my truth just means this is my personal reality and experience. That's all it's saying. But when you say it's my truth, you give it an absolute feel to something that's subjective. Um, sorry, small rant on that one. Um, it, listen, if you're listening to this, you're like, I love saying it's my truth. Then go ahead, keep doing it. That was just my opinion. Do you see how I just did that? That's my opinion, my personal experience and my my ideas um, and how I go through this world are very much um, they're very much my own. And, and I don't have to have an opinion about the phrase my truth, but I do. And if you have a different one, that's cool, too. I get that. And I understand that there's some things where people draw lines. We're saying, well, you know, if you if you did if you voted for this person, we can't be family or friend anymore. And I'm just like, hold on a second. You're your quote-unquote truth may be different than my quote-unquote truth but that doesn't mean objective reality isn't um isn't present and it's not something to be leaned upon it's not something we can't we can understand that you watch this channel and this person watched this channel so you guys are not when you when a word gets brought up since it's used in different contexts and different channels of whatever news you're watching that that word means different things to you um Wow, this is getting really complicated, and this is a really long rant. Hey, how about Loki? No, hold on. I want to finish this. Um, sorry, I'm wiring. I, I'm, I drank an energy drink um, and got off work. I should not have drank an energy drink towards the end of the day. But anyway, back to the rant. I'll try to slow it down for you guys. Um, yeah, uh, it really comes down to this idea that, that whatever you experience that is personally yours, but that doesn't trump um, objective truth, and I guess all this lines down to there's a lot of people out there and especially I heard on clubhouse the thing that they're arguing um because arguments and and those things can be complicated and can be complex and, it, and a lot of times it helps people grow it helps i know my opinions have formed and changed over time um my core beliefs my core um philosophies haven't but they've definitely grown more in depth from hearing other people come from different angles and talk about their experience and what they've seen um, but at the end of the day, every time I hear like, here's a, here's, here's a philosophy or here's an ideology and people go, well, why do you think that? And they go, well, here's a personal story. Yes. Personal stories are great for that, but a lot of times they're not used in an, um, in a parable sense of being like, here's a personal story that everyone can relate to. It's normally here's a personal story of something I've seen this one instance. Um, and it's, a, <laughs> it's the exception and not the rule. And so it's hard to have a conversation be like, well, I understand you believe, um, let's pick a hot topic. I understand that you believe gun control because, you know, because someone mis mistook you or somebody's family mistook the family member coming to the house and shot him and killed him. Um, yes, that it did, that's a reality and that's a problem with it. But the other argument is, well, has that affected, does that really amount to what gun control means? Anyway, I'm not really going into a gun control argument. Um, I have an opinion, but not one I really care about um, on this. Well, I mean, it's just not, I can't go down to another rabbit hole, guys. I'm sorry. So back on this. It's okay. Let's recap since I pretty much just spoke myself into an oblivion of thought. Um, man, it's okay to not have an opinion on everything. And if anyone tells you it's not, um, that's an opinion. And, uh, and it doesn't mean, oh, this is where I was going. So here's the thing. Here's the thing, guys. Um, used to study a lot of apologetics, Christian apologetics. And so I found myself a lot of times in very heated conversations. And to be able to maneuver those um, becomes a skill. Because most of the time when you hear people arguing about religion, like there's that rule at bars, you know, there's no, no, you can't talk about religion or politics. And it's because people are so heated about those two things. And that was a saying way back when I was a young teenager. Um, and it's now even more so. I mean, and let's be honest, politics is kind of like the new religion. I mean, now that secularism kind of took its route and it evolved we've seen what it, it turned into um whereas it was all going always kind of there i'm not i'm not gonna say that you know you people who don't believe in jesus is the reason why the country's separate or something i'm not i'm not saying that by any means but um i do think i do think these things these particular subjects because there's so much of idea um that's built off of this that comes from belief and and that perception runs so deep it's hard to separate yourself from those ideas and 
and being in conversations and, and, you know, talking apologetics and theology with people who don't believe, um, it takes a lot less talking and a lot more listening to be able to navigate those if you want a positive outcome. And when I say positive outcome, I mean an outcome where everyone can walk away maybe learning something, but at least keeping themselves intact. So it wasn't a, you didn't hurt someone um, emotionally, or hopefully God, not physically, um, but you didn't really, it wasn't knives out kind of thing. And that's what makes a good, I'm not saying, well, then, well, then we can't talk passionately. No, be passionate. And here's how you navigate it. Um, it's okay to mock ideas, especially dumb ones. Even the one I'm having right now, you can mock it. You can mock it all day long. But the reason why I say it's, it's, difficult when people have passion and those ideas and those beliefs run deep into their souls because now it's become part of your their identity and so you need to be careful when you mock someone's ideas you have a tendency to inadvertently mock their actual identity their in a lot of times their existence and meaning of their own life and the reason behind that is because a lot of people can't separate the idea between uh, separate the idea between their ideas their beliefs and who they are in in their identity like them as a person and that normally comes, I mean, to not go super deep, but that would, I would have to say probably comes from not knowing exactly who you are or having a transcendent value. There we go back on the God thing again. Um, to be able to stand for him and say, at least I have value. I have so much value. I'm so confident in, in my worth in this world that my beliefs have the ability to move and, and mold and change and evolve and then sometimes stand their ground. But the only way to stand the ground is not because... Um, I have a belief and it's what I am and I'm not going to listen and close my ears off. It's because it stands its ground against fire. There's a, there's a Thomas Merton quote that I, I think it's Thomas Merton. I think yeah, I'm almost positive it's Thomas Merton and you guys are always going to hear me quote him. Um, he says, uh, he says, he, when he's specifically talking about um, the gospel and theology and he says, um, the gospel isn't something to be argued. It's it, no, it's truth. He talks about truth. Truth is never to be argued. If anyone argues truth, it means they don't actually believe it. Truth stands its own ground. All you have to do is state it and be. And that's his statement. I, I stand by that. And that has really helped me when it came to communicating with people, especially people who feel hostile. They say something and then they get very upset about that. And that's, I understand. But what I believe is truth is I can say it. And if my truth, my truth, there it is, my truth um, doesn't stand up against what's going on. Either one, I need to define my truth, quote unquote, better. Or I need to really take a look at it and see where are the holes in it. But people can't do that because because of stupid friggin' phrases like my truth, where an idea or an ideology or philosophy becomes you. You are the idea. You are, what is this, like Batman? No, you're not Batman. I mean, that's a cool Batman reference, um, him being... Uh, they can kill a man, but they can't kill a symbol or an idea. Um, but true, they can kill an idea, and they can do it through a good conversation. So you got to watch out for that, Batman. Um, anyway, just wanted to tell you guys that. Hopefully, this comes at the end of your week. I know you've probably been hanging out on Twitter as much as I have. Honestly, I haven't done a ton of Twitter. Um, that clubhouse has got me. Um, hey, and just full dis uh, disclosure, I haven't gotten into any mean arguments on clubhouse. Um Gotten a little bit of a contentious one on Twitter uh, <laughs> last week, but um, not bad. It was. It looked like I, I mean, I kind of fired off on a tweet, and it did sound a little. Um, what's the word? It definitely seemed like it had a little bit of teeth. But the person responded, which I didn't think they were. Um, this is public, and it, I mean, when I say had a little bit of teeth, it's it's like, hey man, uh, I don't know if this is a good idea. Maybe she could reconsider this. Um, that kind of not like I hope you burn in hell no nothing like that but uh, the person did tweet back and they're like yeah man I do do that and uh, people got really mad and they actually uh, really mad at me um, but I responded with I know you do that's why I don't understand why are you tweeting something like this if you if you if you you know you say these things and I follow you and, and I think you're a rad person and then when you come out with garbage just a heads up maybe this is not a good idea to do you know a lot of people follow it you know it kind of bums me out when i hear stuff like this and then i had people laying into me all anyway twitter's a fun place um don't go there with your ideas attached to your identity you will not leave happy um so you need to learn learn to know learn to build your own self up know who you are and know that your ideas are allowed to be attacked they're allowed to be all they're a lot not altered by somebody else i'm saying they're allowed to be contended with 
from other good ideas. Other bad ideas can come, but you normally know bad ideas when you see them because they're bad. Um, not everybody, but I'm hoping you do. But yeah, when it comes to being rude on the internet, wow, what a long rant. Um, I'm just giving you permission. It's okay to mock an idea, but you can don't mock the person because it's it's honestly it's probably not their fault that they have these ideas. I mean, it might be. But they got somewhere. And I've had dumb ideas in the past. I mean, I have dumb ideas today. Um, and if it wasn't for someone coming and, and pointing out the ideas and, and that helping me evolve, you know what doesn't help me evolve? Coming and telling me that I'm stupid because of I, I have this idea. I might not be stupid. I might just overthought it too far. You know, I might just went too deep into the idea. Um, and then I ended up, you know, in this like, well, you know, I really do think time travel exists. I mean, I, I kind of do, but um, that sounds dumb to most people. And it's like, well, he he probably thinks X. He watched Endgame too many times. Um, no, maybe I just really thought about the the idea that time is a creation created by God, and we're stuck in it, and He's outside of it. So if there's an outside of time, then maybe there's a way to travel through. Anyway, um, wow, I've been ranting. I've been flying a mile a minute. I hope you guys can understand what I'm saying. I'm super excited. Let's talk. Thank you guys for letting me rant. I haven't actually spoken a lot this week. I've been doing a lot of art stuff and uh, and a lot of hard work. And it's been hot up here in New York. Um, like the feels like over 100 and stuff. It's pretty weird. <coughs> and so just that sun takes it out. So I, I shouldn't have chugged that energy drink towards the end of the day. But I did anyway. And now you guys are suffering for it. Um, and I'm probably going to crash. So let's do this Loki thing pretty quick. All right, Loki, episode four, the Nexus event. Um, right off the bat, spoilers. Ho, oh, hey, ho, oh, spoilers. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Um, I'm going to spoil it big time. So, um, yeah, take a minute. I'll give you a second. Stop this. Leave it where it is, whatever mile marker it says on your thing. Go watch Loki, episode four. Great episode. Watch any of the previous ones if you missed those because it's not going to make much sense. And then come back to this podcast. Three, two, one. All right, Loki, episode four, the Nexus event. Overall ideas, probably my, man, it's vying for the top episode of this series. I mean, it's vying for it hard. I, uh, I legit loved, loved this episode. And there's a few reasons why. Um, I'm sure you did too. I, the only episode about the series I really enjoyed more was the first episode because it was, it was just such a good introduction to the characters. I absolutely loved it. Um, uh, the overall of this episode, out of, a, out of a 10, 10 being the best, I would really give it a good 7.9 for me. Um, and that's saying a lot. No, that's not super high up, but that's saying a lot. Um, one of the reasons it's saying a lot is because I... Uh, uh, man, um, it brought every... It, so I... Man, I'm having a hard time. Oh, let's go back to what I said last week. I was wrong about the time stone thing. So far, so far, Loki did not have a time stone. I wasn't sure how they're going to get off this planet. But what I was right about is they were playing that last episode super lightheartedly. Like it was like kind of joking and you got to see a little bit of the fun side. And what I said is I'm pretty sure they're doing that because it's about to take a turn for the worst. Um, and oh man, did it. Um, and Twitter blew up. Matter of fact, I did the stupid thing of looking at Twitter before um, looking at the episodes. But I'm kind of a fail safe guy. And so I have a tendency to do that just so I don't get super. Um, I enjoy watching the storyline. And when people spoil things for me, it doesn't make me mad. I can still enjoy the storyline. Sometimes I like to know the spoilers before I, I enter in just because, um, I don't know, sometimes things hit me differently. And I didn't want to be emotionally uh, charged up and not know what was going to come. So I knew about the Morbius being um, knocked out, uh, pruned, as they say. Um, before I watched the episode. So I knew it was coming. But to me that made it more, even more so important as it was leading up to it. Um, but yeah, overall episode, phenomenal storytelling. They did so good. They played into um, some lighthearted comedy mixed in with this very like, what's going to happen? What's going on? What's going? But it felt almost James Bondish, and it has definitely even more so stuck to the Doctor Who um, feeling of this. Um, there's a few things. I've got a theory about that. The last post-credit scene. Oh, if you watched it but you didn't realize there was a post-credit scene, stop the podcast, go back and rewatch it, or look it up on YouTube. 
it's got a post credit scene. I'm assuming the way Falcon and Winter Soldier did, that post credit scene is going to start happening um, every episode, which we only have two more episodes left. So, yeah, two more post screens. <clears throat> anyway, it took a wild ride. Had some had some really cool stuff. So, the Nexus event that's created, um, a lot of people were talking about that. Like, did the two Lokis fall in love? I don't think so. I think, I think what it was is they finally didn't feel alone. And, and they were kind of teaming up to their part. So it was the first time Loki didn't feel lonely. And that's... Obviously, Loki plays a major part into the TVA. Um, they pulled um, Lady Loki out when she was a kid. So out of all the people, all the variants that they watched, they seem to watch Loki's very... Um, very... With like an eagle eye. With a Hawkeye, should I say. Um, Hawkeye. Um... I see things better from a distance. Uh, anyway, sorry. Um, it's coming down off that energy drink. Uh, so, <clears throat> yeah, it was them. I, I think that I like that more. Like, sometimes I'm not actually a big fan of romances. Romance novel or not novels, but movies. A lot of times I was actually kind of irritated that um, the Hobbit threw that romance in um, with Legolas and uh, the dwarf romance. Like sometimes, like that, I understand. There's, I'm not the most important person in the world, and other people get on, like, uh, really enjoy the romance aspect of a good story. And sometimes it's good to have. Let's have action. Let's have comedy. Let's have romance. Let's bring all of these these archetypes and bring them into one and make a masterpiece. I get it. Out of all of them, the romance thing was not my favorite. The only one I think I that pulled it off really well. Side rant. Harry Potter. I think Harry Potter rocked the romance story throughout all eight because it wasn't so, I know, uh, you know, I know we just met, but, you know, now let's get married kind of thing. It was it was just built up of, like, we're best friends for, you know, Ron and Hermione are, like, friends for a while. And you're like, wait, is she, is she you know, is she like Harry or what's going on with that? And you're like, no, it's, it's, it's I don't know why. Sorry, stupid ring. I really enjoyed Harry Potter's romance. But as far as this one, May or may not, yeah, it's kind of weird. He is a narcissist, so it makes sense he would start to have a love interest in himself version of another person. I still think I like the loneliness thing. I think that hits harder for people. <coughs> I think it says a lot more about Loki. Even in the loop where he gets stuck with Siv, who's a nice returning character from the Dark World, um, that whole thing you can kind of tell. Like, he even says like, "What'd you do after that?" And he's like, "I, t you know, I took a bath. I had some wine. I went to bed." Meaning, like, he never really had any interest in, he never really put a lot of stock in romantic love. But, you know, and then, the, I mean, obviously, at the end of that whole scene, uh, she says, you know, you're going to be alone forever. And that's kind of the main point. It's not so much about, like, romantic love, let's get married, but it's like, hey, being alone. And, and that's, I mean, this freaking series is so good. Um, yes, that, so that theme that's what it should have been called um this episode should have been called um you're alone because immediately after that um morbius pops in and he's convinced morbius to like hey you used to be a variant the tva's line morbius pops in does this whole i mean i skipped over the whole thing where he he james bonds um the clues from renslayer and finding out that that she was lying and you know they really are variants and all these pieces are starting to come together he pulls loki out and he gets caught morbius does gets caught and uh he knows he's about to get wiped so you know he's like maybe i owned a jet ski everyone loved it uh loud thunderous applause but then he gets pruned and the face on tom hiddleston at that moment coming right off of being told you're always going to be alone to finally i mean the whole conversation before the pruning before they went it was like we were working together we were partners basically we were friends and you betrayed he's like i and it was it's a, this whole entire episode was about having a relationship finally building a good solid relationship and it getting stripped away from you and you're alone so that was the pruning of that he's super long he's uh and then you know the story continues on <clears throat> they got her, him and sylvia end up going into um going up the elevator with renslayer oh here's sylvia's thing let's talk about that real quick i don't know what your guys thoughts on that so i still don't understand why she other than the fact that she was created um, she in her nexus stream got so far up that she was like what I would say she's about four or five I don't know kids ages I don't know what her young self in this episode I don't know what that was but however long she existed if her existence was the nexus event she wasn't supposed to exist 
which we never get an answer, so I'm bringing this up so for you guys to think about. If she was never supposed to exist, <clears throat> why'd they wait till she was that old? Like, that's kind of weird. And I was like, well, then you have the streams, and they go into the streams when the streams start getting close to the red line or whatever. So you're telling me that she was closer to the red line at 8, but not when she was adult. You know, like, I don't know. Some of these things aren't adding up. Oh, I will point out while we're talking about things not adding up. Man, what a big scene at the end of episode two when all of the things drop through all the time portals and they start creating Nexus events everywhere and everyone's like, oh my God, what does it say? What's that thing say? Oklahoma, it's going to um, Sakar, it's going to Ego. Like, what is about to happen? What's going to... And then friggin' nothing. Like, wow, episode three, nothing. We didn't get nothing. And then we come back to this episode and they're like, oh yeah, we solved it. You solved... When did you solve it? When did you solve that? How come we didn't get a single... Exp and, okay, so basically what she did, she created Nexus events just to get in the TVA. I understand that. But if... And I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Marvel played a fast one on everybody. It was like, we're going to... What should we do? Well, they should be important dates and places. Should they? No. Everyone make a list of some random numbers and give me some random places in the MCU. We'll just mash all those up, throw it out there, and let all the nerds argue about it. They did that to us again. We got Mephisto'd again. I'm sorry, maybe not as big as Mephisto. I mean, obviously not, but we definitely got, we definitely got, uh, what's a good WandaVision? Um, we got, we got Quicksilvered again. We got, oh my God, that's it. It's a Quicksilver. Maybe not even to that extent. It's smaller than that, but still, that was supposed to be a really big thing. And man, did it just get whitewashed into oblivion. Uh, man, I'm sorry. I'm a little bitter over that. Anyway. Yeah, so that, you know what else? Dagnabbit. I'm gonna be bitter about one other thing. This is this is what it is. I nailed it. So that whole apocalyptic thing where like, oh, we gotta fix the timeline is the same equivalent back to WandaVision that Jimmy Woo was there to find a missing persons that he couldn't get in touch with. What the hell happened to that guy? Or girl, or whatever, mutant. We don't know. It never even got brought up again. Like, not even a head nod at being like, oh, is that your missing persons? Nope. Sorry, Greg. That wasn't them. Oh, that's cool. At least we're still tied into this idea that there's a missing persons in Westview. And that's probably going to come up some point in time in the series. Nope. No. No. We're going to throw that out there to kind of lead the story and then abandon it on episode two. Episode two, they abandoned it. I'm sorry. I'm getting super passionate. Still coming off that episode, uh, the energy drink. Um, but yeah, guys, that's how it felt. I felt I got betrayed again. I got Jimmy Wood again. <coughs> I'm starting to lose my voice now, too. Um, got Jimmy Wood again. Anyway, other than that, episode four is great. I'm going to jump past. Oh, so we don't get much about Sylvie. She asked Renslayer, like, why was I a Nexus Bing? Which at least that confirms to everyone in the audience being like, wait, no, why was that a Nexus thing? At least we got the actor in the story to actually address a question that we had because no one in Westview decided to go, hey, is anybody here a witness a person has like a missing person or something like that? Or are they in witness protection? Not a single thing. Wow, I'm sour over that. I didn't even know it was that far deep down. Man. Man, just thinking about it still makes me mad. Anyway, um, yeah, so she's asking the same question I'm asking right now. So at least that pulls me back into the story. Now let's talk about my favorite scene um, in the with with the timekeepers, man. They did. I did not expect that. So I went on Twitter, didn't see anything about that. When that scene popped up, I was like, they're not going to show us the timekeepers. This is I mean, we're episode four. If they're the big bad, we're probably not going to get them. Plus, this hasn't been super extraordinary, like super fantastical. We've seen a lot of like normal stuff. Every time they go into time, they go to, you know, they, they go to a planet. But we've seen that. It's kind of generic. Or they go to Rock's cart, and that's just a store. Man, this scene felt like I was in Disney World walking in. Like it looks, I mean, number one, they, they seemed animatronic. Like you had that feel. It wasn't like normal CGI of aliens. Like they, they, it was CGI of aliens that are animatronic. You had that feel wasn't sure i just thought well maybe it's just slightly low budgeting because it's i don't know it seemed like a very big scene a very grandiose scene um loved it though absolutely loved that we got introduced to the time because i really thought they were going to play a fast one and we never the timekeepers don't actually exist and blah 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 they, they there was an entity there there's actually time lizards um 
up in chairs in a in a corridor at the top of an elevator like thank you that it wasn't just um a stupid theory that you know you get to the top of the elevator and it's you know willy wonka shoots you out in the middle of the 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 sky and you get to float over the town or something um weird references tonight sorry guys uh anyway yeah love that scene love the fight scene again still a sucker for fight scenes i know a lot of people didn't like last week's fight scenes uh my wife including one thought they were pretty corny i enjoyed them but i might just be super easy to to please um love that love the great end uh of the I mean, I love when you get to the end, you're like, well, what's going to happen now? Because all the guards are defeated in this, you know, upper chamber with the timekeepers. And she throws a sword, chops the head off. All The other two animatronics start to laugh, and then they just shut down like you are at Showbiz Pizza. And uh, the band, uh, someone unplugged the animatronic band. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, loved all the details to this. All the way up until when um, they're they're standing there and then loki gets pruned um, from behind <clears throat> that was surprising because if i was gonna call it i was gonna call that sylvie i didn't call it let's be honest i didn't call this at all but in the middle while watching i was like oh something's gonna happen to sylvie because i've already seen like how these things are playing out this is about loki being alone you know loki dealing alone he just lost morbius He's, he's, you know, he's losing things. He doesn't have, you know, he doesn't have the Tesseract anymore. He's, he doesn't have his source of power. He doesn't have his source of companionship. He doesn't have his way out. And then right here at the end, I was like, Sylvie's going to go. He's going to have to fight this thing on his own. And lo and behold, Loki's the one pruned. And I was like, boom, they're bringing it back and changing it to where, yes, not only was Loki the one feeling alone all the time, even more so Sylvie was feeling alone all the time. So you got these two phenomenal characters going through the same thing, and that's what created the Nexus event. And so Loki lost Morbius, and Sylvie lost Loki. So, And then at the end, we, we, we're going to see what happens after that because I think Renslayers is about to uh, spill the beans on um, all the theories out there. So let's go and lay out my big theory about who is in charge of the Timekeepers. Everyone's saying it's Kang the Conqueror. Makes sense. Kang the Conqueror's city is actually in the quantum realm. I forgot the name of it. <clears throat> I think I talked about this last week. <clears throat> and I've been speculating whether or not the TVA... Oh, hold on a second. I know you guys like dead air. Um, I've been um, thinking about the TVA being in the quantum realm at, uh, as well. And it wouldn't be surprised if, if when Loki said at the beginning, this is all an illusion... This, the TVA could actually be inside Kang the Conqueror City in the Quantum Realm. I'm still putting that out there. But yeah, it's looking, I'm going to agree with most people, it's looking like it's Kang the Conqueror. Um, going to be the big bad behind it. I, that's where I'm going to go with it. Because we know he's coming in to Ant-Man, stuff like that. Um, that's about all the, I don't know enough about Marvel. I watched a few things where people were like, it could be this, could be that. Honestly, uh, I, I'm, it's so beyond me that I'm just kind of riding this wave of the story and loving it. So I'm just going to keep it at that. Uh, my bet is on Mephisto being in charge of... No, I'm joking. You know what? You know what? That would be the ultimate reverse of Quicksilver in WandaVision. You know what? It'd solve everything. Here's here's what I want to happen. Story plays out. I mean, we know the post credits scene. I'll talk about that in a minute. But story plays out. You get to the end. And you're like, who's the big bad we got to fight? And lo and behold, it's Mephisto. And Mephisto's there, and he's like, you want to come after me? If you do, I'll kill this person. Like, who's that guy? And he was like, he was under witness protection as a missing person in the Westview. And then tie it all back together, and I will literally cry. I will weep tears. And then have Quicksilver jump in and be like, I was just joking. I am Quicksilver. It's another dimension. And Spider-Man No Way Home is going to have Tobey Maguire in it. And that would be the end of Loki. Friggin' would love that. Absolutely. Getting off the rails on this one. Hope you guys are enjoying hanging out with me. Um, <laughs> ranting. This is why it's not good for me to not have a guest. I'm getting better. Let's be honest. I'm getting better. Truth be told, I was thinking about doing these weekly. But not just on the pop art reviews. Just doing like weekly rants like I just did about... Um, it's okay to mock ideas, but it's not okay to mock people like just take, Oh, that's a great title. Um, I'll probably throw that in the title somewhere. I'll, I'll put it somewhere. Um, uh, and start doing episodes like that where I just talk about, you know, a book I'm reading, uh, a t along with like, 
uh, current events or a thought of having or a philosophy or an idea or some just encouraging encouraging words or something you know just something like that to give you more to listen to i know i binge watch podcasts when i work a lot of the times whether i'm painting or whether i'm building and um and i like having to hear people like i like i have my favorite podcasts that come out once a week and i enjoy it and i'm like man i would love to have another one and so i still this is me copping out of my interviews um and learning about other people in their professions I still got some coming up um but it was just another thing of adding on to more content because content is king but my biggest problem right now is i want to be able to do it well and i also want to be able to do it video because all of you kids out there apparently love video every time i talk to somebody about podcasts most people prefer joe rogan's spotify because they can watch it on tv versus just listening to it am i the only one am i a boomer am i the only one who just likes to listen to teddy roosevelt and fireside chat me into the night uh and that's an old reference um and since no boomers listen to this no one's going to catch that one um yeah i like the audio but i want to do this for you um i want to get a camera i want to get the setup um but i'm just just struggling to get the the stuff uh a decent quality deal with what equipment i'm having i'm running on like i don't know if you know this but i got like a, a stone pedal wheel that i have to bicycle just to keep my computer running right now that's a, i mean i don't even have a computer it's everything i own is like flintstones um everything i own it's all stone it's all wood and it's all run by tiny dinosaurs um so that's where i'm dealing with and i want to do video um i'm just procrastinating on it because i don't want to i don't want to fall into the stupid category of some kind of youtube instagrammer insta influenced whatever whatever the hell they're called um but i do want to give you guys stuff context i'm going to do this to myself anyway um had the mic have been turned off this entire time and me just be talking um still would have thought it was a good talk still would have thought it was a good talk and i uh, would not have regretted it and you wouldn't get anything because the mic would have been off but i would have had a great time who knows this the audio might not even work but i'm satisfied because at least i got to hear my own voice which is really what i love um okay guys so post credit scene of loki he wakes up am i in hell h-e-l as in the viking hell um, which I think is a realm, I don't know, some kind of Marvel thing. Somebody, Immortus is above it, or he's in charge of Limbo. Anyway, he wakes up. There's a variance of Loki's right there. He's like, no, uh, but you will be if you don't come with us. All right, so let's let's go and be honest. I have not heard anyone say this yet. Oh, first of all, we know. Okay, so he just got pruned into oh, what looks like a post-apocalyptic New York has the Avengers Tower, but not the one from his timeline, the 2012. It has the one from the 2018 during Age of Ultron, so that's kind of interesting. Um, it looks like there's nothing but Lokis, which I'm going to assume there's nothing but Lokis in this realm. Um, so when you get pruned, you get pruned to all your variants or all of them, that all your variants who have been pruned maybe go into one, like, universe, um... And, and you're just there with all your other variants. And I don't know. I'm assuming that's it. Because here's 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 something I don't know if you know about. I talked to Jeff about this on the first episode. So one of the writers, big writers on this TV show is a guy. I forgot his name. But he also is a major writer on uh, Rick and Morty. Which is a, a funny cartoon that has to do with time travel. As built off of Doctor Who. A ton of like all this Doctor Who and Back to the Future and all that stuff. Um big guy in rick and morty in one of their episodes it's called the citadel of ricks because in rick and morty there's multiple universes there's a multiverse there's a million different ricks different variations they since they're super super smart they all come together in one universe and create the citadel of ricks so it's like this is the citadel of loki's so all the loki variants are in one world together and it's looking a lot like the citadel of ricks um and that rick and morty episode spoiler alert if you have not watched number one if you haven't seen rick and morty at all stop listening to this turn this off delete the app delete my podcast then delete the app then go watch rick and morty one of my absolute favorite shows um it is it's silly humor but it's also very thoughtful humor very quick-witted um and very creative love it um if you if you're into that kind of stuff, which that was kind of a broad brush, but I think you'll love it. But And then watch the episode of the Citadel of Ricks. Um, I wish I had someone here on this podcast to debate me on this. 
because I'm very passionate about this. I think that's where this is coming from. If not, I hope so. Because the Citadel Citadel of Ricks, it's kind of getting hard to say. Um, That storyline is so good. That entire episode is phenomenal. And so I hope they play into something like that. I'm so glad they brought this writer on because um, I'm picking up a whole bunch of stuff from him. Um, especially the Doctor Who vibes. Definitely getting a lot of Doctor Who vibes off these uh, these episodes. But anyway, post credit scene. We got all these different variants of Lokis. An alligator Loki. Super stoked about that one. Um, and I don't know much about the variants, but I'm assuming that's what they're going to do. So now the, the whole thing is to, I guess, get Loki off this world will be the next step. And I think that's where we're going to get the scene from the Loki that says vote for Loki. Because it's probably like we need a ruler. What Loki are you going to vote for? kind of thing um looks like what it's going to tie into and so he, somehow he gets maybe he has a time stone i don't know anyway i'm i'm killing myself on these uh stupid theories but anyway um let me know what your thoughts are in the comments of any of the social medias you can actually leave me a message on anchor.fm if you're listening to this on anything else you can also find it on anchor.fm under the pardonable podcast Go there, leave me a voice message. If you leave me a voice message and it's family friendly, maybe if it's not, uh, if it's interesting enough, I'll throw it up on the podcast, maybe in the beginning, just so you get to hear it. Do that. Um, If you have my phone number and you want a message on the podcast, call me. Um, I won't answer you because I don't answer my phone anyway. Uh, Leave a voicemail. I'll throw it on the podcast. I'm just joking. Um, If you haven't already, like and follow the podcast on Instagram. It's Pardonable Pod. And on Twitter, it's Pardonable Pod. If you don't follow me, my personal, on Instagram, which you're missing out because it's awesome art that I, ha- I haven't I have made in the past month and a half. Um, so it's just it's a little old. I need to update it. But um, it's Pardonable Art. On Twitter, it's Pardonable Art. If, oh boy, if you are on Clubhouse. Oh, here's one more thing about Clubhouse I forgot to mention. So maybe you listened to this whole thing. You finally got to the end and you're like, this whole time I've been trying to download Clubhouse and it won't let me on. Um, and now i got to sit through uh, an hour long of Loki and weird Teddy Roosevelt and Back to the Future quotes from Rick and Morty. Um, here's the thing about Clubhouse. Um, it's invitation only. So you have to be invited by a member of Clubhouse already. Um, I got my invite from another podcaster, another fellow podcaster and libertarian. His name's Cajun Libertarian. You can go and find him. I think he's at Cajun Libertarian on everything. He's got a podcast. Go follow him. Um, great guy. He uh, And that's what he gets. So, Cajun, you get a free plug from me for giving me this, um, my new obsession. Um, give, he gave me the invite. And so I've been on this. Um, it's invite only if you want an invite and you're like, I'm totally cool with ruining my life by listening to this thing. Um, shoot me a comment or email. Um, I don't have a lot, but I may or may not give you uh, an invite if we're friends. If you're a rando, I'll probably give it to you too. Who cares? Um, yeah, if you're on Clubhouse, follow me. It's uh, Pardon Will, I think. I think, or it might be Pardon Will Art. Just look up Pardon Will. Um, you'll find me on there. I think it's Pardon Will at Pardon Will Art. Do they even have ads on there? I don't even know. Anyway, follow me on Clubhouse. Um, I may even, if I if I find somebody on Clubhouse who really loves nerdy stuff, I might do an episode of one of these pop art reviews with somebody and live on Clubhouse and record it to put on the podcast. Sky's the limit, people. Sky is the limit. I'm looking forward to it. This has been a very tiring week, and I've literally saved all my energy up just to sit here and give you something to listen to. I don't even know how long I've been going. I'm at least like 40-something minutes. That uh, That killed some time of your day. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, oh, hey, I don't know if you know this, too. One more thing. I was going to throw commercials in this, but now I'm not. I got new stuff in the Etsy store. So go to Etsy.com slash Pardon Will um, and check out this new stuff. I got Marvin, the, the the I mean, I don't know what the actual term from Hitchhiker's Guide is, but it's Marvin from Hitchhiker's Guide. He's up there. The Spider-Man emblem, which I'm about to put on some t-shirts. Bah, bah, bah. That'll probably be the first set of t-shirts I'm doing. Oh, by the way, I'm starting a clothing line. Not really. Um, but I am putting some of my art on clothing and uh, because it looks rad. Matter of fact, my next video I make, I'm going to be wearing one of them because um, I've already started the process. So I got I got t-shirt, not just t-shirts. I can put this, I can slap this on leggings. I can slap it on sweatpants. I can slap it on uh, baby onesies. I can slap it on, you can have Spider-Man, you can have a family wearing 
all of the Spider-Man symbol that I painted, my watercolor one recently, on almost every piece of clothing, socks, I can I, I can put on everything. And uh, I might just do that. So you're like, hey, you know, next year's family photos, everybody's got everybody's to be in uh, their Spider-Man gear. Um, little Jimmy included with his baby onesie. Slap that Spider-Man symbol on him, and maybe he'll get bit by a spider. And uh, maybe that spider will be radioactive. And you just spoke that into his life. I just spoke that into his life. All right. I'm sorry, guys. I'm getting tired. Um, anyway, follow me on all that stuff. Um, I'll be back next week to do another episode of Loki. Maybe Loki in Black Widow, but I'm, chances are I'm not going to see Black Widow to the next weekend following that. So that'll be the next one. And, God, uh, I'm going to really try to ping for having a guest on um, next week. I'm going to try really hard for you guys uh, so it's not just a giant train wreck. Um, also, if you can, if you like the idea of me doing an additional solo episode where I rant about stuff, my opinions that you can uh, just pick apart and destroy me with, uh, not me as a person, but my opinions, um, I'll give those to you. You can take my opinions and, and destroy them. They're all yours to have. Um, let me know uh, in something. Email me. Write in the comments of whatever you saw this on. Send me a message. Um, just leave me a voicemail on the anchor.fm. Be like, you know what? Here's, and just it could be like an hour long. Matter of fact, it, if you do well, I'll splice it in and then re rebuttal um, my response. So, anyway, getting tired. Love you guys. Thank you guys for uh, listening. Again, follow me on everything. Um, give this uh, podcast a like and a share, please, and subscribe. If you don't, I'll be okay. Um, I don't do this for a living. Uh, but love you guys. I'm still doing it anyway. And I will see you back next week.